You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Israel, 5784, 2023. This week's parsha is Parshas Noach. And at the very beginning of our parsha, the Torah tells us something. There's a very famous Rashi on that Pasuk. And I'd like to explore a little bit the Makur, the source of Rashi, which is the Medrash, and the continuation of the Medrash, which is lesser known, which is really quite beautiful and is a really important lesson for us that we can apply for ourselves. Pasuk says, which means these are the events in the life or the the offspring of Noach. Noach was a righteous individual. He went with God. Right? And and it says he was righteous in his generation. So Rashi tells us, well, when the Torah says that it was in his generation that he was righteous, does that mean that specifically in his generation he was righteous, but if he would have been in a later generation, he would have been less righteous? Or would he have been greater if he had lived in a different generation? So Rashi tells us that there are two opinions, and indeed in the Medrash, the two opinions are Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia. One says that he was great in his times, but if he would have been in the times of Avram Avinu, actually the Medrash says specifically Shmuel and Moshe, interesting, if he would have been in the generation of Samuel or Moses, he wouldn't have been considered such a great person in comparison to them. Another possibility is the other the other understanding that no, he was a great person, and if he would have lived around other great people, he was all alone. He was trying to gain spirituality by himself. If he would have had others around him who were great that he could learn from, so Noah would also have been even greater than he was. So that's the famous idea, which in and of itself is an important lesson, that we have to make sure to surround ourselves with good people to learn from. If we want to have spiritual accomplishments, to be great, to accomplish spiritually, to come close to Hashem, we need to be around people and we need to listen to people who aspire to greatness or who have achieved greatness and learn from them. How do we achieve greatness? But I'd like to share with you the Hemshech, the continuation of the Medrash, which is very, very interesting. So Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia, who were the ones who argued about would Noah have been greater or lesser in a different generation, they also tell us a mashal, an analogy, that helps us to understand the the different ways of looking at Noah and the comparison to people who are later in time, specifically Avraham Avinu. Rabbi Yehuda Omar, mashal asar. Rabbi Yehuda says that we can compare this to a to a Tsar, as a prince, or a, an officer, he had two sons, one who, was, one who was older, one who was younger, he said to the younger one, or to the lesser one, walk with me, I want you to come with me, I'm going to guide you, I'm going to, I'm going to walk with you, right, it says, that Noach went with Hashem, but he said to the son who was a greater son, or the older son, he said, walk in front of me. I want you to lead me 
says the officer. The officer recognizes that in a certain way, the greater son, the older son, which represents Avram Avinu, Abraham, is on a higher level. Because, perhaps, just simply because he has other people with whom to to learn from, it's not exactly clear, because it's saying that Noah would be better if he would have had others to learn from. But Or perhaps we could just say simply, Avram was just a greater person than Noah, or he had greater accomplishments, he had a better focus than Noah. Noah focused on himself, he was righteous in and of himself, but he didn't pray for his generation, or he wasn't able to influence them. Avram, we see, was able to influence others. We'll discuss that soon, you know, at length. But, but Avram was a greater person, that's true. Noah could have learned from Avram if he would have lived in his generation. So Hashem, or the, in the Mashal, the Sar, the, the officer says to his greater son, he says, walk in front of me. In, in the same way, in the same way Hashem says, where is my Noah? He says, walk next to me. He says to Avram, walk in front of me. The Pasuk says in Genesis 17 verse 1, walk in front of me and be whole. We find that Hashem says to Avram, to Abraham, walk in front of me. We'll see more what that means to walk in front of Hashem. What does that mean? Is Avram Avinu leading God? What does that mean exactly? We'll see. But Nayach, he didn't have that same level. He wasn't, didn't have the same uh, spiritual strength as Avram Avinu. Perhaps because he lived in that generation, in that time. But Avram was a greater person. That's for sure. Everyone agrees to that. So, Avram, Hashem told him to walk in front of me. Noah, Hashem said, walk beside me. Rabbi Nechemia Omar. Rabbi Nechemia says, what is this comparable to? It's comparable to the beloved of a king. That he was deep in the mire. He gives us a different analogy. He says that Noah is like like somebody who is falling into the to the to the quicksand, into the dirt. The king was passing by, sees his good friend falling into the quicksand. He, the, the, the person, his friend, didn't realize that he was walking into quicksand. So the king says to him, Before you fall into the mud, before you fall into the quicksand, come here, walk over here in this path. This is a safer path. Walk with me, says the king. That's like Hashem speaking to Noah, saying, You know, you're going to fall on your own, walk with me on the good path. That's what the verse means when it says that he walked with Noah. Hashem, I'm sorry, Noah walked with Hashem. What is Abraham comparable to? Very interesting. Such an interesting marshal. The the friend of the king looks out from the window and he sees his friend, the king. He sees he's walking in a dark path. He doesn't have any light. So, the beloved one of the king quickly turns on the light in his room or shines a flashlight from where he is in, the, in his room, from the window, so that the, the king will be able to see where he's going. 
Amr loyach at Amr lider chaloin boiva ha'er lefonai. The king says, "Thank you so much for your help, but instead of shining a flashlight for me from the window of your house, come down, come out of your house, and bring your flashlight to the to to outside, and and light up in front of me so I can see much better from here." This is what Hashem said to Abraham. Instead of lighting up for me, we'll see soon what this means. What does it mean that Avraham was lighting up the path for Hashem, as it were? Well, Hashem can't see. Hashem is walking on a dark path. He can't see. But what it means is that Avraham was being makarif. Avraham was involved in Kirov. He was bringing Jews closer to Yiddishkeit. <laughs> he was bringing Jews closer to to God, to spirituality. Right? He was the first. He was the first Jew. He was the beginning of the of the story of the Jewish people. Right? So, but he was involved in shining the light of God into the world. Right? And he was involved in, as it were, giving God a place to walk in this world because. When we speak of spiritual ideas, when we learn Torah, when we look for Hashem's will, when we look for God's Ratzon in this world, what it is that He wants us to do, so we are shining a light. We're giving God a place to be, as it were, in this world. We're shining a light for Hashem. And that's what Avraham did. But Avraham did it from the side. He did it from a window. What does that mean? He wasn't yet in Eretz Yisrael, in the land of Israel. He was doing Kiruv, so to speak, in Chutz Laretz. He was bringing people close to God outside of Israel. And while that's a very nice thing, while it's a beautiful thing, but Hashem says Hashem says, I don't want you to do Kiruv in Chutz Laaretz. I don't want you to shine my light, the spiritual light, from the window, from the side. I want you to come here where I am. Right, as the Mephoshim explained, God, as it were, is most present. His eye is most present. There's the most hashgacha pratis in Israel. So if you want to teach people about God, and you want to have a, you want to give them a spiritual life, you want to give them spiritual tools to access me, do it in the place that I'm going to be able to walk the most, Hashem says. Come out of the, the, the side room. Come out of shining the light through the window. And step in front of me, bring that light right in front of me, which is in Eretz Yisrael. Where do we see? We have other other places where we see this as well. But where do we see? Says the Medrash that that the land of Israel is called in front of Hashem. Hashem wants Avram to walk in front of him. It means he wants him to shine the light of God in the land of Israel. Where do we see that? Because when Yaakov Avinu gave Yosef, when Jacob gave Joseph the blessing, so he prefaced the blessing and spoke about the God that walked, that my parents, Avram and Yitzchak, Abraham and Isaac, they walked in front of Hashem. And what is the end of the Pasuk? The Pasuk refers to Avram and Yitzchak. So where were they? Avram and Yitzchak lived in the land of Israel. 
They lived in the land of Israel. They performed, Yitzchak lived his entire life in the land of Israel, but Avram, from the time he was 75, and he followed the directive of Hashem of Lech He lived in the land of Israel, and from then on, from then on, he stayed in the land of Israel. I'll point out, we've been in Eretz Yisrael now, Baruch Hashem, the Jewish people has returned to the land of Israel as a sovereign nation for 75 years. This is, this is a great turning point in time. We have reached the, the time where Avram Avinu, at the age of 75, returns to the land of Israel. This is the time, my friends. Be that as it may, what do we see? We see that there's something special about Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, that is completely different from where Avraham was doing his job before. And there's one more point here, and I'd like to, to share it as well. And I know we're speaking now, we kind of, we're, we're in Parshas Noach, and Noach is all about Noach and his experiences. And it's all about the fact that he was saved. He alone was saved. But it's important to contrast him, as we do at the very beginning of the Parsha, as Rashi tells us, and as the Medrash does here at the very beginning of the Parsha. It's important to contrast him with, with Avraham and understand that it's true he was saved. But he alone was saved. Avram Avinu was the one who was shining light out. He was shining not just for himself. He wasn't just alone walking with God alone, as Noah was. But Avraham Avinu, Abraham, who is the foundation of the Jewish people, who, is, who established the, the genetic makeup, the DNA of who the Jewish people is. We are a light unto the nations. We have a great achrais, we have a great responsibility to shine our light out, to show the world what does it look like to serve God? What does it look like to come close to God? And where do we do it from? Where do we do it from? We do it from Eretz Yisrael, from the land of Israel. We'll speak about that more in a moment, but let's see the final point in the Medrash. In explaining what does it mean that Hashem walks in fr- that Abraham is to walk in front of God. So one explanation is, as we've said, that it means to come to Eretz Yisrael, to do Kiruv, to, to bring people closer spiritually to God in the land of Israel. But here's another point of what it means to walk in front of God. And again, this is in contrast to Noah, who did not walk in front of God, but walked beside God. What is the, what is the elevated advantage? What is, what is, what is it that defines Avram Avinu, Abraham, as opposed to Noah? What does it mean that he walks in front of God? It's like a, a shepherd. A shepherd has his whole flock walking in front of him. The shepherd is observing the entire flock from behind. So, according to Rabbi Yechanan, when Hashem says to Avram Avinu, I want you to walk in front of me, what he means to say is, I'm going to have special hashgacha. I'm going to have special divine providence that I'm going to place upon you. I'm going to give to you. You're going to walk in front of me. I'm always going to be behind you. I'm always going to be watching you. And this is beautiful. It has to do with Eretz Yisrael. Sorry. Eretz Asher. I don't remember the Pesach by heart right now. I'm losing it. Eretz Asher. Eretz Asher. The, the eyes of Hashem are constantly on the land of Israel from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Hashem was expressing that 
in in his statement to Avram Avinu to go to Eretz Yisrael, to go to the land of Israel, and to walk in front of him, I will always look over you. I will always watch over you. Rish Lakish Amar Lanasi, Rish Lakish says a bigger chiddush. He says an amazing thing. It's like a prince. You have a prince, and you have the elders, the, the great advisors of the king, or the great uh, bodyguards of the king. They're walking in front of the prince. And they are making sure that the prince is protected. More than that, says the Eitz the, the, the elders who go in front of the prince, not everybody recognizes the prince, right? In those days, in the olden times, they didn't have uh, newspapers, they didn't have pictures, and nobody knew what the prince looked like. So the elders, the, the great wise people, the wise men of the king, perhaps they were, they went out amongst the, in, in the kingdom, and they were more well known. They would go in front of the prince and they would announce, the prince is coming, the prince is coming. In the same way, the Avais, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, they, in contrast to Noah, who was unable to do this, he didn't announce in the world, he didn't bring others close to God. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov walked in front of Hashem. This means that they announced that the, that the prince, that the king is coming. Here comes the king. All stand for the king. According to Rabbi Yechanan's understanding that Hashem is the, the shepherd watching over his sheep, so the Pasuk is really saying that we need God's honor. We need God to help us. According to Rish Lakish, it comes out that God needs us. That God needs Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, God needs the Jewish people to shine his light into the world. And I would say, clearly, both of these points are true. Both of these points are true. That we need Hashem to watch over us, and God needs us to shine His light into the world. So it's a tremendous achrais, a tremendous responsibility that each and every one of us has to, to be a representative of God. In the world, to walk in front of Hashem, to, to, to bring God's light into the world, to announce the King to the world. But it's also, what comes alongside it, is that if that's who a person chooses to be, then the person also has a special protection. Hashem has a special Hashgacha uh, Pratis, divine providence that He places upon that individual because of the fact that this person is shining God's light into the world. And now I'd like to bring it back to the point of Eretz Yisrael, because this is obviously why I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I talk about. This is my, this is what I see in the Medrash. The Medrash is telling us that if you want to know what it looks like, clearly, if you want to know what it looks like to, to serve Hashem, there's two ways. First is Noach's way and Avram's way. Noach is concerned spiritually only about himself. Or or possibly we could say, you know, we can be done with Kavzchus, that Noach didn't have the spiritual 
fortitude or power that an Avram Avinu had. He was only able to fortify himself spiritually, but he wasn't able to teach it to others. He wasn't successful. That wasn't his talent. Avram has a much greater talent, and his talent is to share with others, to spread the light everywhere. That's point number one. And point number two is that where does Hashem want us to be? Where is the key of most effective, most important? Where do we see that Hashem's Hashgacha Pratis, His divine providence, is most clearly demonstrated? It's in the land of Israel. It's here, in Eretz Yisrael, that we're most effective. Our mitzvahs are most powerful. The, the, our sages tell us, Whoever lives outside of Israel is considered as if they don't have a they don't have a God. What does that mean? It doesn't mean heaven forbid that they don't believe in God. It means that our mitzvahs have a different efficacy. They take effect in a different way in outside of Israel as opposed to inside of Israel. When we are in our land, our mitzvahs are more powerful. Our our <coughs> Our spiritual strivings are more effective. Hashem wants Avram not to do kiruv, to, to turn people on to him, to connect the, the people in Aram to, to God. He wants him to come to Israel to, to, affect, to affect the people in Israel to do what's right. And of course, to the, to the extent that there is a spiritual power that we accomplish in Israel, unlike outside of Israel, the, the counterforce for that is going to be greater as well. That's why it's in Israel that we see today the greatest spiritual battle, which is a battle over Yushalayim, a battle over the land itself, because it has to do with, it's a spiritual battle for the Arabs are are desperately trying to stop the Jewish people from returning to our land, from returning to the holy mountain of Hashem, from rebuilding our Beis HaMikdash. Desperately. They don't want us to take back our power, our spiritual power, our spiritual relationship with Hashem. But this is the place to do it, and this is the place that we have to do it. This is the place that we need to return to. Hashem says to Avram Avinu, it's not enough to do mitzvahs and to be spiritual in chutzlarts outside of the land of Israel. It's not enough to be there. You need to come here to the land of Israel. You need to come to the place where it's the most effective. You can't be spiritually effective until you're doing the Torah and the mitzvahs the commandments are being fulfilled in the land, in the land of Israel. That's what it means. Saleh Lefone. Walk in front of me. And we find often Lefne Hashem Lekecha refers to not just the Eretz Yisrael, but even more so to Jerusalem, to the Harabais, to, to Beis Hamikdash. The Jewish people, what, what are we what are we going for? What's our, where's our future? Our future is in Israel. Where, what is our future? Our future is in Yerushalayim. What is our future? Our future is Harabais, Beis HaMikdash, rebuilding the Beis HaMikdash. I have to tell you that I saw, right now I'm learning Masech Sukkah, and there's a whole discussion about a certain Takana, a certain Gzera that has to do with reminding, of, reminding us 
of Beis Hamikdash the way it was in the Temple, but not just that. We have a certain takana that we do because when the Beis Hamikdash will be rebuilt, if it's un- it's built under a certain circumstance, it will create a certain issue, and we we make a certain halacha because of that. I'm not going to get into the details of it. It's it's a little bit complicated, but Rav Yashiv writes, Rav Yashiv writes that the in in this in this context, Rav Yashiv writes that Mirzashem. Even though Rashi says that the base Amigdash is going to come down from heaven, that's only in the Hava Amin of the Gemara. The Gemara in the Maskana holds that indeed, like the Rambam says, the Jewish people, we will build the base Amigdash. It's not going to come down from heaven. And there are many, there are many other sources for the fact that we're supposed to build it. Pasuk says, We are supposed to build the temple. That's where we're headed. That's where we are supposed to be headed. That's where Hashem is leading us. It's not enough to be alone, floating out in the in the world, surrounded by the nations of the world or by this waters the waters of destruction, like a Noah. The Torah is telling us. The Medrash is telling us. We have to come back to Eretz Yisrael. We have to have the right focus. We have to be focused on Torah mitzvahs in Eretz Yisrael. Beis Hamikdash, lefanai, lefnei Hashem, v'samachtu lefnei Hashem elikecha. We're supposed to rejoice in front of Hashem. That's the Beis Hamikdash. That's the temple. That's where we're headed. And it's so important to know what is our focus, what is our goal, what is our long-term goal. That hey, it might be even soon. It might be so soon, sooner than we even imagine. I want to bless you, and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to recognize the incredible power, the incredible importance of not keeping the spirituality to ourselves, like a Noah, but rather to share it with others, to be a light to others. Hashem should help us to understand that the light is not as powerful outside of Israel as it is inside of Israel. Hashem should help us to recognize that where are we headed? We're headed to Eretz Yisrael. We're headed to Yushalayim. We're headed to Beis HaMikdash. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.